just like that, it's time for another series of coming out stories from What Goes On Media with me, Emma Goswell. Unbelievably, we're now entering our fourth year too. If you've listened all that time, then thank you. And if you're new, welcome. We pretty much do what it says on the tin. Speak to people from right across the LGBTQ spectrum to hear their stories and experiences of coming out. This series will be taking you right across the globe, hearing from people in the UK, Ireland, Australia, America and Malaysia. We'll be chatting to lesbians, gay men, bisexuals, trans men, trans women. But we start series four with a non-binary icon. I think it's fair to use that term. My first guest is a brilliant broadcaster who's currently co-presenting The Breakfast Show on Gadio. They have a couple of coming out stories as they came out first as a lesbian then as non-binary. It's time to hear from Paris Monroe. I identify as a transmasculine non-binary. Okay. And I go by any pronouns at any time. So you can't go wrong. It's all right. Oh, okay. So you won't be offended if I say she or he or they. No. Either. I'm happy with all. And how did you come to that conclusion then? Because so it's not an easy conclusion to come to, is it really? Get, no. There's a long journey here, I know. So for a very long time throughout my entire life since I was little Diddy Paris, uh, I always felt like it's almost like if you think about it in this way, you know, a Sagittarius is almost like half human, half animal, half horse and yeah. then mythical, whatever. It's like I, I feel like my identity in my head and in my spirit and soul, I feel like I connect and feel like I am both male and female. Mm-hmm. So I am more than happy to go by any of the two pronouns. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know. Is that is that weird? Does that sound weird? No, it's not weird at all. And comparing that, it to Sagittarius. No, <laughs> comparing it to being half beast might yeah. be slightly weird, but fine, you know, whatever works for you. <laughs> but I feel like you probably made that decision a long time ago, but this would have been, what, in the 90s or noughties, and there wasn't necessarily the language around being non-binary then was there there were people didn't really come out there weren't many people that came out as non-binary 20 years ago mm. so was this something that you just sort of internalized and thought about for a long time I guess yes I know so I came out when I was 16 as bisexual at the time I had a girlfriend and I was terrified to come out as lesbian because I was scared to be labeled lesbian with growing up in a really strict catholic background as well I found it really really difficult um And when I did come out, one of my family members did disown me and didn't talk to me for a very long time. And it took them seven years to tell me that they loved me. Gosh. Um, Do you mind me asking who that was? Was that someone close in your family? Yeah, it was my granddad. So he was essentially like my father growing up because it was a single parent family with with my mum. And it was was my mum, my nan and my pap. So, yeah, it it was my granddad. He's, He's a wonderful, supportive human being now. And I think he's, you know, it's taken him time to kind of come around, but he definitely, you know, he definitely throws nothing but love in my direction. And uh, it, it was just his upbringing and religion. But that's hurtful at the time. You can rationalise that years afterwards, yeah. can't you? But at the time when you're quite, presumably you're a teenager then, and that's a tough thing to hear from someone that you love and respect. For somebody it? that wiped your bottom... And right. washed you and clothed you and fed you. To go from that to, it's like I don't have a granddaughter anymore. You don't exist to me. Uh, it's like you're dead to me, really. Hearing those words, you're going to be, uh, you're a complete shame because you're you're part of that 
Like, that's disgusting. And this was when he came out as bisexual? Yeah. And I, I, I kind of accidentally came out to him um, because I went to Brighton Pride and he was like, oh, what did you do over the weekend? I went, oh, I went to Brighton Pride. And like, and, but I didn't think, I was just talking like it was just almost normal to talk about it. Well, it is. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then he looked at me like with the most concerned face that you've ever seen on a person. Concerned and disappointed and angry at the same time, but so calm about it. He just looked at me with all the disappointment in the world, like, like I just shattered in front of him. And you hadn't even mentioned a sexuality. Plenty of straight people go to Pride events, <laughs> don't they? Exactly. I mean, Brighton yeah. Pride's basically a music gig, isn't it? You it know, is. you could have said, I just wanted to go and see Britney, Grandad. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Everybody goes to see Britney. Yeah. Um, that's so camp, I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I went to Brighton Pride and accidentally came out to him. When it came to growing up a little bit more and understanding sexuality, because you're not really taught anything like this at school, Mm-mm. I realised, right, do you know what? I identify with, with being a lesbian. like. I resonate really well with that. So for a long time, I've been identifying as a lesbian. Mm. And um, the older I'm getting, the more accepting I'm becoming of myself and the more I'm allowed to love myself and be, which is really weird to say out loud. But yeah, it's just this this Paris now, meeting a Paris 10 years ago, you'd laugh. Honestly, you just think, what? Like, that's not me in the future, are you joking? That is one of the only benefits of getting older. You give less of a shit. Yes. <laughs> and, and, you do, and you learn to accept yourself more. Exactly. Um, so I've learned to, to love, accept myself. I've done some research. I've looked into this. Um, I had been curious about being trans and the umbrella non-binary. And I made more of an effort to, to learn a bit more about it and stuff. And I actually realised, hang on a second, like, <laughs> I must be. I must be because for so many years looking in the mirror I'd look at myself and I, I, I'm not afraid to admit this I you know like when you finish from the shower and you look at yourself mm-hmm. you have all these voices in your head telling you whatever about your own body but I looked at myself and I just wanted to get rid of my chest <gasps> I just I didn't belong I didn't belong in this body it was like why me why why did you have to throw me in this body I don't feel connected but I do but I don't. So there's constant dysphoria. Uh. Constant dysphoria. So what did you want your body to be? <laughs> What's your ideal? Well, what I am going to be doing now. Uh. Um, so at the moment I'm on tea, testosterone, and I'm masculine, uh, masculinizing my body to fit more what's on the inside, but still keeping parts like female, feminine. Do you mm. know what I mean? Does that make any sense? So you want, you're making yourself more non-binary. Exactly. Yeah. Like a blur How between the two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I feel like I am in my heart and soul. And so many people in our LGBTQ plus community have inspired me to really look within and just love myself, which has taken 31 years when I don't fully love myself, but I'm getting there. And I'm just allowing myself to be myself. I just want to be me and exist in the world as myself. But that's essentially what we all want, isn't it? But it's so yeah. difficult to get there, isn't it, sometimes? I was so scared to come out, honestly, as trans, mask, non-binary. And I, I broke down in front of my partner, Zoe, who I've been with for, it'll be two years this August. Mm-hmm. She is a proud lesbian and has always identified that way. 
and appreciates a good-looking guy but wouldn't have a relationship with one. And I was really, really scared because I was trying to masculinise my body. I'm going to lose the love of my life. And I genuinely, it broke me. And every single day for about two weeks solid, I was talking to Zoe and it, I was just in floods of tears because I was so scared you were going to leave me. And what was that conversation like when you finally said, this is what I want to do, I want to lose my chest, I want to be non-binary, I want to masculinise my body? As for the chest, she said, I'm not with you for your chest. You can do whatever you want with your chest. I love yeah. you. You can do what you want. And I was like, okay, wow, that was, that was nice to hear. In terms of masculinising my body, um, she kind of got hints of that because I was watching a lot of trans videos. Mm. I think she could see it come in. Mm. But because it really hit home and it was really happening and I was really speaking about it, it, it was more of a, right, okay, so this is happening. Um, right, let me just process this. So it just took a little while to process, but she is so supportive. She's even coming with me to Turkey to get my chest done. It's Oh, when's this happening? Um, or, no, not August, October. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're crowdfunding for it at the moment, aren't you? Indeed. I, indeed I am. And um, the reason why I'm going to Turkey is because it's, a lot cheaper. So you've not gone down the route of going to a gender clinic or anything like that and trying so to go through the NHS route? I'm, I'm going through private uh, in terms of getting my testosterone and my therapy and, and counselling sessions and everything, purely because the waiting list just to be in Manchester alone is just like between three to five, three to six years. Insane, and that's just it? for one appointment, just to be a, hi, um, I'm Paris and please can you help me because this is how I identify. Just to ha just to say those words to a person is going to take three to five years. So I've gone down the route of pri uh, of private because, and it does cost a lot of money. But well, that's it. I mean, I, I I've had to go down the private route to get HRT, oh. and I know how you know. So we're both buying um, hormones privately, and yeah. it's not cheap, is it? No, it's really not. <laughs> it's not. Gosh. Okay, so, I mean, that must have been a massive weight of your chest, though, because... The love no it. pun intended. No pun intended! <laughs> Did you like that? As I, I was saying, it was like, well, that's a slightly wrong thing to say, isn't it? No, it's all right. Oh, no, but, you know, to go back to your partner, that, that she was going to stand with you and, and support you and love you for who you are, because, again, that's what we all want, isn't it? We want the people we love to love and respect us for who we are. I genuinely thought that I wasn't going to live past 31. Why? So many times, so many times I was going to end everything. So many times. Um, because I just thought, oh, this is not normal. Why am I feeling this way? Like, I'd rather, it would be easier if I was just trans and not non-binary. And, and, oh, it would just be easier if I was cis. And then, it, like, all of yeah. these things would be going through my mind. And um, my granddad doesn't know that I'm transitioning. Well, that was with one of my follow-up questions, yeah. Because, because if he didn't accept you being bisexual... Back when I was 16, mm. yeah. Um, and I didn't... He's not very well, and this is awful, but I, I didn't want to see him because I was scared he was going to come at me because I'm taking hormones. And mm. he's got literally probably less than two years. He's got a really bad lung condition. And... I'm terrified and I, I didn't see him over Christmas because I was scared because he's going to know when he sees me, he's going to hear my voice has dropped a bit. He's going to see my hair's changed. He's going to see my mannerisms of me being myself and mm. it's not going to add up in his head. But do you think, feel like you should do it sooner rather than later when you go further down? 
I think, yes. Journey. But like, how do you say it to someone who's had a million heart attacks? And you, um, do you know what I mean? It's like, that's what goes through my head. And what about anyone else in your family? You haven't mentioned your mum. Did we come out oh, to them? My mum, very, very supportive. Now, my mum's one of those spiritual ones with all the crystals and the tarot cards. Oh, great. Just the mediumship, and I love that. That's very much my mum. Bit hipster. It's really cool. I love it. And uh, one time, I literally, I, I just was literally just thinking a thought. It was really weird. And she goes, well, you were meant to have this journey. Where did that come from? Because I didn't, I didn't say a word of this. You were meant to have this journey. You were meant to live life born as a female and, and live as a female, as a, as a woman and have this experience. I was like, what are you talking about? Because I've not said, I mean, I said about my chest, but that's it. I've never said anything else to her. She's like, well, like, I know. <laughs> I know. So she didn't, you didn't have to tell her even, you didn't have to come out. I didn't have to say. Did you have to come out as gay to her? Did she know? Oh God, that was a whole kettle of fish. Um, so I came out, I actually came out to my brother first in private don't know why I just felt like I could at the time and my brother little rascal he outed me to my mum um we were in the kitchen chopping and presumably vegetables. you said don't tell mum I did yeah we were chopping vegetables in the kitchen and uh, my mum comes in and Reese my brother he's, he's great now but he was like gay 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 shouting gay at the top of his how old was he oh my god he was 14 little bugger I know oh I just <laughs> want to shake him um so yeah uh my mum looked at him and went, Reese, are you gay? Like, what? This is a bit weird and out of the blue. And he went, not me. And and pointed at me. And I was just like, oh, no, no. I needed to do it in my own time. This is not the way. So she turned she turns to me and she says, Paris, are you are you are you gay? But like, really? What? And I went, Well, mum, I'm bisexual and I have a girlfriend. So a lot came out. A lot, it was a lot for her to process. And she went to work the next day, bawling her eyes out to her boss, saying it was all her fault that she... Oh, no. It's her, her fault for all these uh, failed relationships that she's had with guys and which she's had awful relationships with guys that have like hurt her mentally and physically hurt her. Um, and she thinks it's her fault because I'm attracted to women. And I said, oh, my God, no, it's got nothing to do with you. This is just how I... Am this I is was how I feel? Born this way, mother. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. That that you know, it, this is just the way it is, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But yeah, she struggled with that, and when we'd have arguments or disagreements, she would use like she would throw oh fucking dyke and throw things like that. Really? Back then, uh, I remember. Oh, what was it? There was a a competition on TV, and two. I think it was. Uh, it must have been like something along the Britain's Got Talent, that kind of thing, where two men were dancing together back then when I was 16. And her and her friend went, eh, two guys dancing together, that's gay. And I literally, I turned around and with the, with the most, I was just fueled with so much. It, it, it needed to explode. It's these little things that parents have no idea how yeah. important and significant they are when they make those little comments yeah. that are so damaging, aren't they? Exactly. It's but but it's not the worst question she's ever asked me. She's asked me, Paris, what's scissoring? I was like, I don't, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> don't know. She learned that off South Park. Did she really? Yeah. <laughs> so this is oh, where my God. mother gets her education from South okay. Park, but. Um, it sounds like she took a while to accept your sexuality, but she is she's now, much happier with the, your gender. She's she is cool. like my biggest supporter now. 
she she said, I'll come with you to Turkey if you want. I'll be there every step of the way. I'll hold your hand. I'm proud of you. And I even she even said, oh, how are you, baby girl? And she's always said that. But I, I looked at her and I said, Mum, it kind of, I, I don't know how to say this without upsetting you, but I don't mean to upset you. Um, and I know that I go by all pronouns, but sometimes it kind of makes me feel a bit like, ooh, ooh, when you say, hey, baby girl. She goes, oh, okay, I'm so sorry. What shall I say instead? And it was that question mm. that really made me smile. What What would you prefer? What would you like? So she's respecting you. But I didn't expect that. Mm. And it was just so heartwarming to to have her just be so understanding, listening. She listens now. She's the kind of person that dictates to everyone. But she actually listens <laughs> to me. She listens and she wants to understand where I'm coming from. It's so refreshing to see that. Oh, lovely. And your brother, is he um, on board with your trip to he Turkey is. and everything that's yeah, happening? Yeah, he was like, do you want me to call you my brother, my sister, my sibling? What do you want? I said, to be honest, whatever. Like, just I'm, call me Paris. <laughs> yeah, I'm just really happy that you're supportive, basically. And then, of course, you, you did quite a brave thing, I think, didn't you? And that you actually came out, you came out to the world, didn't you? Because yeah. you, are, you are a broadcaster, you are a host of the Gadio Breakfast Show and you decided to tell the world. It's a bit bonkers because, you know, when you're, when you're doing, whether it's a podcast or a show, you build a relationship with your community, yeah. with people that listen, with people that support you. And it's like, I felt like I was lying to everyone by not telling them how I truly felt. So I felt like I had masked that. And even if you look at the website, the picture of me, I don't wear makeup. And that picture of me, it, it, well, I mean, drag queens have looked better. <laughs> like, <laughs> I tried my best. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely, definitely not me. If I could turn back time, I'd take a picture of myself that could reflect who I am. Well, I'm sure you can get the website picture changed at some point. Yes, hint, hint. Um, yeah. So you made the decision because you felt like you were lying to the listeners or, or just not being your true self because, you know, the best radio presenters give something of themselves and they're honest and true, aren't they? So you felt like you weren't being honest and true to the listeners. But, you know, how scary was it and what was it like, that process of telling the listeners? Oh, my God, I've wanted to do it for a while. Um, I was so scared. Scared. I even asked my boss, like, Chris, is this okay for me to come out? I was like, what are you talking about? Of course it's... Are you joking? It's, You're at Gadio. It's, it's a gay radio station. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Stop asking these silly questions. But yeah. still those questions go through my mind. And I was terrified to the point where I could just wee a little bit. It was really, really scary. And what I appreciated with people listening was they were being vulnerable with me. I wanted to be vulnerable with them. Mm. And I wanted to share something so intimate of me just like they do with themselves and what sort of reaction did he get it was a really really wonderful reaction a lot of people just throwing wonderful cute messages at me saying like i love you i support you congratulations for coming out it means you can be your true self and um a couple of articles are doing the rounds and stuff which is quite nice but yeah oh yeah you've had some press attention for it, it. honestly yeah. emma it feels like i have been set free. Wow. Yeah. But it's good because there aren't enough non-binary people out there in the world that, you know, it's still it's still quite misunderstood, isn't it, wouldn't you say? So it's great for someone like you to be visible and to be fairly high profile and, and talking about this. I mean, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not even the first non-binary person at Gadio um, no. or on radio in general. Um, no. Jacob Edwards, 
insanely talented broadcaster. So funny. Honestly, they're just like rising star comedian. Also on Coming Out Stories, please go back and find Jacob's episode. Yes, do. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've had, we also have uh, Shivani Darve as well. And probably many more in the making or in, in hiding in the closet at the moment. Yeah. Who knows? But I'm not the first non-binary, but I am the first on Galeo Breakfast, I yeah. believe. So coming out to the nation was a roller coaster of feelings. I went home and I cried. <laughs> but happy tears. Happy tears. Like, oh my God, I can, I can actually just like not apologize for being myself. Um, it was crazy. So finally, what would be your message to anyone listening who thinks, oh God, that's me. I'm not brave enough to come out as being non-binary. I'm, I'm thinking all these thoughts. Someone that's maybe 10 years previous in your journey. What would you say to them? Oh, if you're, if you're thinking, right, yeah, I, this is something I want to do. First of all, just think, is it safe enough for you to do so? Because it might not be safe for you to do so just yet. Do all the research that you can speak to people speak to open-minded people who are willing to listen and gather a community of friends together who are like-minded you can share your journeys together you might even share some advice um, with each other as well um, but I'm 31 and I came out as non trans master non-binary 31 and I feel like this is only the very beginning of the rest of my life so I'm going to be that cool little if I'm living till 90, 90 year old little trans <laughs> non-binary little grandma pa thing <laughs> playing the PlayStation with their dogs. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's never too late. And if you in your heart, you feel like you that's who you are. Don't apologize for being yourself. A huge thank you to Paris. And since we spoke, there's been an update and big news in Paris's life. They are not going to Turkey in October, as they mentioned, because they managed to get top surgery done in Manchester in September instead. I am so happy and so proud of them. For further updates, you probably just need to tune into Gadio any weekday morning, 7 till 10 a.m. It's a great show, highly recommended. More at gadio.co.uk, where you will also find updated pictures of Paris. Yes. Right, next time we're off to Ireland to meet Serena. She's a lesbian who came out a lot later in life. She already had kids and was about to marry her male partner of 12 years when she finally came out to everyone. And when he was nine, I sat, I sat him down and I said, look, I, you know, I love Lisa and Lisa loves me. And there was something on, I think on Coronation Street or something at the time. And I said, you know, we're not just friends. I, I love Lisa the way so-and-so loves so-and-so. And, you know, how do you feel about that? And he just said to me, thank you for telling me, Mammy, that was very brave of you. At the age of nine? nine He's wise, yeah. isn't he? Oh, he was so wise. I went in, I remember, I, then he said something like, you know, can I have a chocolate or whatever? I was like, yeah, fine. Gave it to him, went into the shower and I just sobbed, sobbed. Mm.